It's the SFL Nights with It's the SFL Nights with With AJ Stryker With AJ Stryker It's the SFL Nights with It's the SFL Nights with With AJ Stryker With AJ Stryker uh, Ashley Jackson about the action SFL news, come and join with interaction Whatever happens, happens, yeah You will leave with satisfaction, yeah Tell your team and tell your captain Come and tune in, new episodes weekly You can tune in Alright, SFL Nation, welcome back to SFL Nights AJ Stryker Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight Or whenever you decided to hit that play button Or turn on that radio dial Really appreciate it, y'all Look who I have here, my co-community ambassador, Mr. Dave Axis. How you doing, Dave? I am doing outstanding, AJ. What's up? How you doing? What's going on, SFL Nation? What's cracking tonight? Man, chilling, chilling with a, you know, with a great conversation with a friend. Now, you know, it's been about eight months since you've been on the show. What's going on, man? Uh, you tell me. What do you you tell me. What, how I can only be on your show every eight months? No, you know, you have an open book. All you gotta do is say, hey, Ashley, um, I'm penciling you in to do your show this day. Cool, it's done. What are you eating? Mm. So check this out. Can you see this? Oh, yes, I can. Okay, so you know how people make Rice Krispies treats? Yeah. So Pink Lisa makes Rice Krispies treats, but she makes them with Cocoa Pebbles. Oh my God! Let me tell you, Ashley, it's like the fourth best thing I ever put in my mouth. Really? That actually oh. sounds pretty good, though. Oh, it's fucking! It's off the chain. I'm kind of curious to know what's the first three things you you put in your mouth. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> that's for the that's for after dark. <laughs> uh, but and then I and then what do I do? I gotta wash it down with a buttery chardonnay, of course. Buttery chardonnay. So, what is your favorite chardonnay? Or your well, favorite? Butter- <clears throat> so, well, there's a so here's the deal. Chardonnay is actually, ironically, because it's been labeled, is actually not even my favorite wine. I'm more of a cab guy. I like Petit Verdot's. I like Petit Shiraz. I, I mean, there's a lot of other red wines that I like better than, I'm not a white wine guy, but it's summertime. Yeah. It's hot as, f- can, can we swear in this show? You can. It's hot as fuck in the Southeast <laughs> since I moved from California. And you know what? Cold white wine just goes better with the summertime than room temperature red wine. So uh, this butter Chardonnay, I think this is, oh, I have to ask Lisa what it is. I can't remember which one this is, but we bought a few this weekend and we've been just tearing them up because it's been so fucking hot. So I definitely understand that. Um, I worked at, uh, at uh, Maggiano's Little Italy, which is an Italian restaurant mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I worked there for like eight years. So as a part of our daily meetings, we would often taste different wines that we would have on special things like that. Um, White wines are cool. Chardonnays are probably the strongest ones. Um, But I do like the Merlots. I'm more of a Sangiovese kind of person. Yeah. Oh, I Malbec. Oh, listen. So Malbec from Argentina, of course. I mean, you know, I'm a wine snob. I'm a wine geek, nerd, dork, whatever you want to call it. We were, we we spent 4th of July at a winery. Uh, Myself, uh, Lisa's side of the family who moved to Knoxville since we moved here. One of my buddies from the Marine Corps and his wife that moved here to Knoxville since we moved here. And I had a St. Joe Vesey from there. 
that was so good. I bought a case of it to bring home. And this is a Tennessee Sangiovese, not an, not an Italian. Hello, not an Italian Sangiovese. By the way, everybody knows why I'm wearing this hat, right? Go Italy in the championship, the Euro Cup 2020 championship on Sunday <laughs> against England. Go Italy. Um, <laughs> side note, a little sidebar action there. Um, you know, this fucking interview is going to go all kinds of sideways, right? Oh, yeah, I've, been for, I've been drinking for like the last three hours and I'm still drinking. So... <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. Um, <laughs> shit, what was the question? San Giovese. So, yes, it is a phenomenal San Giovese. And uh, we know the owners pretty well. They And they do some things to the wine that big winemakers do. I'm sorry, they don't do things to the wine that big makers, big winemakers do. And so, for example, like color. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know the reason you get a, a big cab that's very purpley or dark red, it's because they add food color to it. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the actual colors of the grapes. If you were to just do the colors of the grapes on all of them, they would all be that light red, almost pink, pink color, right? Exactly. And so they don't add any. So all so they're they're Sangiovese, their cab, their cab franc, whatever. They all look the same because they don't add the dye. And I think it actually improves the flavor. So. Anyway, there you go, SFL Nation. There's your wine lesson that you didn't ask for tonight. But <laughs> That's where you go, because actually they've never told us that when we were working um, there. They would always say, like, if you get different notes in the wine, um, you have to age it in different barrels. You can smoke the barrel or burn the barrel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, with, so bourbon and whiskey smoking in wine barrels is very popular right now. For, like, the last year and a half, mm-hmm. super popular. Bourbon barrel wine is off the charts right now. It's crazy. It's a crazy, it's a crazy industry. It's a crazy world, the wine world. If I had, if I literally had the, the, the money to indulge in the wines that I really wanted, I'd probably still be broke. So it doesn't matter, but just saying. You probably just own your own winery. Well, let me tell you, my favorite winery is out of uh, Northern California in Lodi, California. And it's Mm -hmm. literally called Michael David. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Good night, SFL Nation. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, man. So welcome back, and thank you for thank that you. one lesson. Definitely, we can we can do this at least once a month. Okay. But, oh, I, I I I can have a wine of the month show if you want. I believe you, and we should. We probably yeah. should. All right, let's do that. Um. So there have been some things going, you know, going on with Long Star Glory going on with you that I definitely wanted to touch on. But before we start on all of that, give me an overview of how you think your season went as a wide receiver, as a player, mm-hmm. and just overall. So here's the great thing that I love about Lone Star. And I'm pretty sure, I think I might have mentioned this even eight months ago, last time I was on your show, is that at Lone Star, we do everything collaborative. We believe in the, the philosophy that many hands make light work. A lot of people contribute at Lone Star, not just off the field but on the field as well. If you look at Ace, Ace was hooking up me, hooking up Adam Williams, hooking up Deuce, hooking up Soto, hooking up Ike McBride, even hooking up Cam Collier out of the backfield. And if you look at the, what's great about Lone Star and what's great about Ace as a quarterback is I led the team in touchdowns. Soto led the team in, um, in I believe it was yards. And I think he led in receptions, but it was really close with Deuce. So, Everybody got like a little piece of the pie. We don't have that one receiver 
that's going to lead in all categories. So you can't come into Lone Star and game plan and scout against us and be like, oh, we're going to shut down Soto because then Deuce and Axis will light you up. And you can't say, well, oh, Deuce is having a good rookie season. We're going to, you know, stop him. And then, you know, Soto and, and Axis light you up, right? right? So that's what I love the most about Lone Star and what I loved most about our season last season is we had balance. Now, the problem with balance is you win some games you shouldn't win. You lose some games you should probably win, right? But at the end, it all balances out. I think we did maybe just slightly less better than we expected. But two seasons ago in our inaugural season, we went to the playoffs. We lost in the first round of Florida. Last season, we made it to the Elite Eight. So, boom. I guess Final Four this year, SFL Nation. I'm calling it right now. What's up? Boom. There you go. <laughs> and we're going to timestamp this, so just in case you don't make it. No, no. Screenshot it, timestamp it, <laughs> shoot to my DMs. I don't care. Just do it. All right. So, <clears throat> you would say that you're very satisfied with your player, your specific player's performance. Yeah, because I'm, you know, here's the funny thing, Ashley, right? So I got the whole diva reputation, the mm -hmm. diva thing, which is great and it's funny. And it's important, I think, especially in this league, especially when things uh, turn into drama in this league, is that people need to understand that there is a difference between the player persona and the, the human being that is behind that player. Before And before I answer your question, let me just give you a quick example. Johnny Pickler is the perfect example of this. You know Johnny. You've met with Johnny. You've talked to him. As a human being, he's amazing, right? But he plays a specific persona in this simulated league. He wants to be that cocky, talking shit, quarterback, whatever, right? The problem is, here's the and here's the problem, right? And this is what I think is a major problem in this league as a whole. People take that shit personal. And it's not personal. If Johnny wants to come on and talk shit, why would anybody take that personal? It doesn't matter. It's his persona. It's his player persona. Now, if you want to come back at him as a player persona, that's fine. The problem is, and I think the disconnect, Ashley, is where people as human beings try to take on the player persona and people forget this is a fucking video game. Yeah. Right? So to, answer, to go back and answer your question, as Dave Axe is the diva, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I'd want to be the leading receiver on the best team and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I just want to be a piece of the puzzle. And that's what we've done at Lone Star, right? I don't need to be. I, I think it's more advantageous for a team to have multiple weapons than to have one main weapon anyway, right? That's how you win ball games. Exactly. You don't throw the ball to the same guy every freaking play, right? Exactly. So, so I'm very happy with what my player has done. And let me tell you. I've had offers to go to other teams to be the number one wide receiver. I did in my first free agency. I've even had people, even as the GM of Lone Star, I reached out to me like, hey, you want to come to our team? We'll make you the number one wide receiver. You can be GM. And I'm like, I'm good where I am. I'm good at number two wide receiver. I'm good with the team we built. I'd rather, and, and here's, here's the deal. And I, I know this answer is a little long-winded, so you could probably edit it later. But when I was playing uh, tournament level competition softball for several years back in the day, and when I started the team, I was the best player on the team. And my goal was to become the worst player on the team. And once I got to that goal, we won every tournament we ever played. Really? That's the goal, right? The goal is not to be the best player in your team. It's to be a player on the best team. I like that. I like that. Yep. And I definitely understand about that whole persona thing because 
I've often had talks with Johnny, and he explains to me the same exact thing. You know, hey, he plays his role the best in this league out of anybody. You know, come on, absolutely, he does. absolutely. Um, it's just some things like when he burned the hat, I was like, Johnny, what? You know, you know I didn't even catch that in the video the first night. You did. It was on. So like, so Eddie and I already talked to Eddie, and it was just a misspeak. It's not a big deal. Eddie had mentioned on one of his shows, I think it was show number two, that he burned his hat on the Axis Live show. He didn't burn it on my show. He burned it on the London show before my show that night, right? Ah. And we did. We did the London show. We did the. Um, the league show, the league uh, schedule release show, and then we did my show, mm-hmm. which again, that's splitting hairs, it doesn't really matter. But to be honest with you, Ashley, it happened so fast in the video, I didn't even catch it until people started talking about it. Yeah. So again, why are we making a big deal about him burning a virtual hat of a, of a virtual team when in real life, Johnny's just a stand-up guy? And again, this isn't the defend Johnny show or whatever. It's just the example we're using. But, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. That's that's a great example that you brought up of what people get upset about in this league. That really is just a waste of energy. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, with that, you said you had some notable wins and some you know losses as well. Right. I, I would say that Jacksonville, that you guys winning over Jacksonville, is definitely mm-hmm. notable twice. Yep. We beat, um, we beat Mexico City. Yes, we did beat Mexico City. We beat City. Florida, the team who made the championship. Exactly. So you have had some definitely <clears throat> incredible wins. Now, would you say that that was due to the team build, or would you say that that's due to coaching, a little bit of both, scouting? What, what did we I would say it is a combination of all of the above, right? So you got to have good scouting. you got to have good coordinating. You have to have good coaching. And everybody knows, listen, I'm not going to – I know the elephant in the room, the coaching situation alone, star between coach and Greg, coach leaving, you know, coaching us. Listen, here's another great example. Coach and I in real life, really good friends. Coach and I on the uh, in the locker room or on the field or whatever, just didn't have the same philosophy, right? And it's okay. And it, here's the other thing. Another thing I think that people get too caught up in this league is that it's it's okay to disagree, right? So people are like, oh, if you don't agree with me, then you're an asshole or I don't like you or I'm gonna tell my friends about you. But you know, it's okay to disagree. I mean, that's what this country is founded on. It's what this league is founded on. A whole bunch of different ways to do things, right? Florida doesn't run their team the same way Lone Star and Lone Star doesn't run the same way as Arizona. If we all ran our team the same way, how boring would this league be? Very. Right? Very. So I don't think it it necessarily needs to be everybody being upset about every little thing just because you don't agree i mean i've had great conversations and let me tell you so you know it's a it's a well-documented history uh that andy hamilton and i have not gotten along over the years andy reached out to me a couple months ago and him and i over the last couple months have had some amazing dialogue uh kind of burying the hatchet and kind of you know getting on the same page with just respecting each other and our different point of views right Again, if if Andy and I had the same point of view and everything, what's the point of even talking? Exactly. So, so I, I think at the end of the day, Coach leaving Lone Star, as tragic as it feels and as terrible as it was at the time, uh, probably better for Coach and probably better for us just because of the difference in philosophy. I still talk to Coach all the time. He's still on my show all the time. It's great. It's no problem. Um, we Just on the field, we didn't agree, and we decided to part ways. That's it. So... 
Uh, I think that too many times we make mountains out of molehills in this league. And I think that needs to stop, to be honest with you. You know, uh, that was going to be my next question because it did, Longstar did have a big shakeup um, mm -hmm. as far as yep. ownership, as far yep. as coaching. And I was wondering what is going on over there? Because it's, I mean, it's one thing to hear things from other people that have nothing to do with the organization from hearsay. Right. But right. since you were the GM, and we're going to touch about why did you step back from being GM and all of that, too. Oh, we're going to um, talk about that, too? Yeah, we're going to talk then about that. Then you tell me we're going to get all personal and shit. You see, well, you know, <laughs> hey, you said all questions. <laughs> I, I didn't say that on camera. <laughs> I got you. I was slick, I, I was slick recording. Oh, you were saying. slick recording me? <laughs> Great. All right, hold on. Can I do that? How, how's that go? <laughs> What's your question? I told you I'm an open book tonight. I will answer everything except for one thing. So I'm an open book tonight. Go ahead. I'm still asking about that one thing too. You can ask it. <laughs> you can ask it all you want. <laughs> so what what happened that made you want to step back from BNGN? So <clears throat> here's the deal. Um we have a philosophy at Lone Star, like I mentioned, of many hands make light work. Right. Um, but there's only so much work that certain people can do, right? A, a regular player that's not in the front office, which obviously we don't have the front office thing anymore, but uh, can can only do so much because they're not part of the front office. Um, somebody who's not in the social media team or in the content team or that can only do so much because they're not part of that, right? And it goes all the way up to GM, it goes up to owner, the whole nine yards. So many hands make light work, but each person can only do so much based on their limitations on the structure of each team, right? So okay. uh, I'm, we, can, we can agree on that. The issue is um, Charles and I have done a lot of the heavy lifting at Lone Star. Not to say that other people haven't contributed, but based on the level of work that needs to get done at each level there's just it's that i felt like it was time for charles and i to lighten the load a little bit and get some more people involved at higher levels hence uh yogi and albert being promoted to co-gm uh hence ace being promoted to um director of communications uh, we still have, we have Freddie and I, I can't remember. I think we I think we announced this last season, maybe the season before, uh, is the head of scouting or director of scouting. So we're giving people we, we just don't throw titles around with you know to quote Spider Man or is it Spider Man right <laughs> with, with with great power comes great responsibility right. So with with a title comes more work to do. That's it. And so we got to that point where um, we felt like. Charles and I needed to concentrate on some more important things. Um, actually, more important, probably not the right term. Just other things, like I talked about the different, you know, you can only do so much at each level and let other people come in and fill the gaps and do some work. And listen, Yogi's been here since day one. He's been part of the Lone Star crew from day one. Uh, he's always been helping out with um, rosters, with contracts, uh, with progressions anyway. So it was a natural fit for him to be there. Albert already did that over at Queen City. Right. So that was also a natural fit. So it was just, and they both get along really well. So that just kind of flowed. And the great part about that whole transaction, Ashley, is that we lost three people, right? We lost coach, we lost Dougie, we lost Cam. Well, then we just brought, we brought in three people. We brought right. in Albert, Tina, and James Troll. It was, it was almost like 
you know, the stars aligned and the heavens and blah, 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 whatever. So anyway, so I don't even know if I answered your question, but there's your long winded answer. How about that? If what I'm gathering from what you told me, basically you kind of wanted to share the responsibility with everybody because being a GM is no joke, especially if you're trying to be a good one. It's a lot of work. You can wear the title all day, but if you're not actually helping your ownership crew do right. what they need to do or your coaches, then what, 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 what's the point, you know? Right. And well, and here's the thing too, actually, and, and I don't want to toot Lone Star's horn too much, but I'm going to, um, listen, I tell people all the time and I tell rookies this and I tell free agents this, I'm, I'm like, listen you're in Vegas and you want to get into the hottest club in town and there's a, a, a line out the door around the building down the block, but guess what? You know, the DJ. So <laughs> I'm with the DJ. I'm with the DJ. That's what I tell everybody. I was like, listen, Lone Star is the hottest club in town. And if you, Hey, if you want to get in, you're with the DJ. baby. I mean, it's the second hottest. Yeah. But you know, Second hot. I, I don't wait. Are you talking about Vegas? No, no, I don't, this is second wait, hottest. I, I don't, I, you're totally confusing me right now. Oh, no, no, no. Don't be confused. Oh, no, you're, no, you're, t- you're totally confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the delegation of different responsibilities to people that were very good to start mm-hmm. helps alleviate you to do things that you need to do to help Charles and that in. It opens me up to do other things that we will talk about at the end of your show. Awesome. Awesome. So I know without having Brian on and Doug on, they were telling me that basically that they were always a package deal. Um, What Mm -hmm. was your thoughts, your initial thoughts when they told you that they were leaving? Well, let's redefine the let's when they told me they were leaving part um we always knew that dougie and cam were uh, a package deal with coach right so really the dialogue was between me and charles and coach okay so once we knew coach was leaving and and, and listen and again we love coach and we're still good friends with coach and again this is not an off the field thing this is only on the field thing Uh, Once we knew Coach was leaving, we already knew Doug and Cam were leaving. So we already knew even before those conversations began that if Coach ever left, we wouldn't be losing one person. We would be losing three people. Thus, you prepare for that by going out. Got it. Right. And listen, I and I talked to other people about coming on as head coach and GM before I talked to Albert or or in the process while I talked to Albert. The mere fact that they had three was a bonus or icing on the cake. It wasn't the sole reason. We weren't like, oh my God, we need to replace three people with three people, so we better go grab Albertina and James. We could have filled it up with free agents and rookies, no problem. It was not, that's not, a, if we if we found a GM that was only one person, filling the other two slots would not have been an issue. It just happened to work out that way, and uh, which helps me feel like it was the right decision. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, with ownership, there have been some things going on that <laughs> is not fruitful to the league, yeah. that is not really fruitful to the team. And I was yeah. wondering if you were able to speak on it in regards to Wally. 
Okay, so hold on one second. I'm texting Lisa to see if she'll bring me some more wine. Hold on. Um, <laughs> That's important. Well, we'll see how much she loves me in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, it, so in regards to Wally, I cannot and will not comment. Okay. Uh, the issue between Charles and Wally and Cam in the league, whatever have you, uh, I assume it's still ongoing. But here's the great thing. I don't know because I recused myself from the whole thing because I didn't want to be in the middle of it. I'm not a, I'm not an owner. I'm not a league representative. I'm not at that level. So I didn't want to be involved. So I told Charles, I told Wally, I told Cam, don't tell me anything. Don't send me DMs about this. I don't want to know anything about it. So whatever's going on with them is going on with them. And to be honest with you, and I can be completely honest, I have no clue. Okay. Understood. Understood. Oh, I hear, honestly, I hear footsteps. I hear footsteps. Oh, who loves me? Hi, baby. Oh, you're hi, bringing Lisa. the whole bottle. So Ashley says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Chateau Saint Jean tonight. Yes. 2000. I think it says 16. Creamy Chardonnay. You can see it. Boop, boop. There you go. That's what I'm drinking tonight, folks. Actually, okay. we used to sell that particular brand, and I was wondering if that was one of the ones. So. So what's really interesting? Like yeah. What's interesting about that? Oh, I just lost my camera with you. Hold on. Oh, there you are. Um, this actually isn't one of our norms. Uh, we actually picked this up at the store on the way to our 4th of July celebration and hadn't had it before uh, Sunday. So we drank a little bit of it on Sunday with all the other alcohol we drank, and then um, it's been in the fridge ever since. So Nice. Should be good. Makes great sangrias, too. Well, oh, don't get me started on sangria right now. <laughs> <laughs> How long you want this show to be? <laughs> so... Where do you see the, the future Lone Star? You know, because like I said, you had a fantastic season, you know, yep. winning against teams and even even growing as a unit together. Um, with all of the different changes in, in, in ownership and in coaching, where do you see you guys going from here? Here's an interesting thing you talked about growing. Well, everybody knows, even from when you were a little kid, through through being a kid, physically growing, through school, through work, what comes with growing? growing pains right yes. so you know the thing with with coaching them that's a growing pain it just you know it, it has to happen um the great thing about lone star <clears throat> these guys in this locker room and women by the way we have two now we have two ladies on the team Look at two. Had, what's up trendsetters um <laughs> this team is resilient we can come we can lose to dc and give them their first victory of the season and come back and beat Mexico City. Yeah. That's how resilient this team is, right? So when we take a bad loss, when we have somebody leave or we have an issue, to be honest with you, Ashley, I don't even worry about it because I know this team sees through the bullshit, right? They they see through the losses, they see through the, the bad moments, they, they see through the bullshit. And everybody is solid. And I, I gotta tell you, uh, there's only three teams that didn't have to draft this season, and we were one of them. And there's a reason for that, right? Uh, and even with losing, uh, I think we lost five. Or, we lost. Uh, I think we lost six people in the off season, right. and we still didn't have to draft. Beautiful so, feel, it, isn't it? it? It's beautiful. It's 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 you know it's dare I say glorious? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was, you knew I was going to sneak that in somewhere. Uh, that's so that's a prerequisite for any interview I do. Just so you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that is a great feeling to know that you do what you can as a GM, <clears throat> even as a team, 
to make people feel um, welcome and valued. And even if they do decide that they want to take um, first position somewhere else, you know that you did everything that you could with them and that you groomed them to kind of be right. a, a good player for another team. And here's the thing too, like I said, <clears throat> still great friends with Coach and Dougie. I still talk to them on a regular basis. Cam was always kind of quiet anyway. So, but from what everything I hear, everything I've seen, he's a great guy too. But Coach and Dougie, we still talk all the time. Both have been on my show just recently. And so I, I mean, there's, I have zero ill will towards them. I don't want them to fail just because they left Lone Star. I still want them to succeed. Fuck, I hope they both make the All-Star game this season. Now, I hope they lose to, uh, I, wait, do we play them this season? I think we do. Do we play them or we play London? I can't remember the schedule off the top of my head, but yeah. if we play them, yeah, I hope they fucking play terrible and we kick their ass. But outside of that, I hope they have a great season, right? I have no ill will, especially when, let's be honest, when it comes to real life, there's so many more important things in a person's life than, than a video game. And so if I hope your player does shitty, it doesn't mean that I want you to do shitty as a human being. Right. And I certainly don't want Dougie and Coach because, I, again, Coach is one of my closest friends and has been ever since I got here uh, in this league. And so I would never want anything bad to happen to Coach. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that's just the beauty of the game. And that's if you're playing real football or any kind of team sport, you know, hey, if your friend is on the other team, hey, we're going to be cool. But when that whistle blows, when we get on the field, it's fucking all. Oh, that's, that's it. That's it. You know, that's it. I get that. I get that. So how do you feel to share the community ambassador award with me? I'm kind of pissed when... off. I didn't vote for myself. Now, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, that was shit. That, that shit was oh, funny. Dude, yeah, I didn't was. even plan that. That just came out. I mean, hey, you know how people wear, hey, you know how people buy new hats? And like like Eddie, right? Like Eddie, and they would leave the stickers on and shit. Look, look yeah. at my chair back there. You see the tag still on my fucking I do. Yeah, I've had this chair for like two years, but go ahead. And you still won't take the damn tag. Nah, because I, mean, you know, I feel like if I cut it, I'm going to lose my bad, I'm going to lose my good luck or something. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyway, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about sharing community ambassador with me? I guess the question is, how do you feel about sharing it with me? I know, listen, I know you're a four-time, listen, I know you're a four-time winner, but I'm like back-to-back, -back, baby. I'm like consecutive. So was I. I had it three times Wait, before you I'm did. sorry, did you say was? I couldn't hear you, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, was. It yeah, still was. counts. Right. It still counts. But, but who's consecutive right now? Uh, You, but you still shared it. Technically. I'm sorry, no, 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 we're back up. Oh, what yeah. was the Y word again? What was the Y word? <laughs> Technically, you're going to have half of the half of two years in a row, baby. That's all I got to say. Two seasons in a row. So actually, we need to call it ambassador of the season. I don't know why we call it ambassador of the year. We need I to agree. change the name. That's why I did on the axes. I yeah. gave them of the season instead of the year because we have two seasons a year. It's kind of not right to call us the year. Tech, however, since I was voted ambassador of both seasons and technically i guess i could be called ambassador i didn't even think about that shit till right now mm -hmm. no you're sharing it with me sorry buddy <laughs> but you know that was a little that was surprising to me i was shocked that, that we tied with that many votes to be honest i, I, I okay i pushed for tyler and listen and i said it and, and aj i hope you didn't take any disrespect and i told i said 
no disrespect to you and Nelson and coach and Slyn Shady even and all these people, but nobody did what Tyler did this season. Let's be honest. He mm-hmm. did a lot of work from the off season between 15 and 16, all the way to the off season this season. He probably put in the most work of any of us. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly felt, and I, to be honest with you, I voted for Tyler because I, I was pushing him. I promoted him. I felt like he was going to win. I didn't feel like I did anything special this past season. I felt like I did exactly in season 16 that I, what I did in season 15. Right. Right. So when, when somebody like Tyler comes along and does all these extra things, I kind of feel like he should have won it, to be honest with you. So I agree with you. I think, I think Tyler should have won it. Uh, again, no disrespect to you and me and coach and everybody, but um, I think Tyler should have won it. I yeah. still think that. And I, and I think it's, it, it, he did do a lot, you know, from the broadcasting and stats team to creating his own show to yep. contributing with the writing and things like that. So, and being yeah. a commentator on games, not just mm-hmm. SFLM, but also SFL, sideline mm-hmm. reporter for the championship game. I mean, the list goes on and on for that kid. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he put in the work. He, he put in the work. So He did. Um, but to so answer your question. Take, maybe he'll take ahead. your spot next next season. No, no. Wait, so we're going to have a three-way? Wait. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I, I, that's not what I meant. <laughs> This interview is going sideways. Maybe I should drink some. You know what? Shit. Maybe I should drink some water. Hold on a second. <laughs> Fuck. You know I'm not cutting none of this, right? <laughs> hey, unedited, unscripted. Hey, That's come on. it. That's how we roll, baby. That's how we um, roll. <laughs> hey, I to be honest with you. I would like to know. I wish I could know how many votes he got, how close he was to tying with you and I. Yeah. Because a three-way tie would have been even more epic than just a two-way tie to be honest. absolutely but, absolutely but uh but listen i i'm actually very humbled uh by when i was extremely humble winning it the first year mm-hmm. or first season sorry and i was actually shocked lisa and i were out on the deck we were having dinner we had the phone up i'm watching it on the phone is leaning against the oh a bottle of wine shocker and and we're watching and he said dave axis and ashley jackson but when i first heard dave axis i was i literally said no fucking way there's no <laughs> fucking way i did i did i was like there's no way i didn't think i had a i thought i was gonna finish third i thought tyler was gonna win i thought you were gonna be a close second and i would finish third that's what i that's how i thought i was gonna go down i mean shows you how much i know in this league i guess but any of us none of us know exactly what's gonna go on you know no. and it's kind of a weird award right it's like I don't know. I mean, all the other awards are awards you really want to win, right? And I'm not saying we don't want to win this one, but <clears throat> if a community ambassador is a true ambassador, why would you want to win something over other people, right? And I know it's a little mm-hmm. going a little deeper than any other awards, but it's it's kind of a weird award. And it's the only award that you have to write somebody in, which and, makes it even crazier. Well, the thing was before I had actually wanted twice and cam had mentioned to me that he was going to take he wasn't gonna he just gonna have it right in for that third time then i wanted again he was like hey ash you know i don't know if we're gonna even just put you anywhere near the ballot you know just to give somebody else a chance at that and i definitely understand that but i I don't think there should be a deterrent listen if you win it 10 times in a row then you win it 10 times in a row. I don't think just because somebody keeps winning an award. I mean, if McChesney keeps winning the MVP, are you going to take him out of the MVP race? No. No. No, you should, I don't think you should do that. But go ahead. No. 
Um, in, but in a sense, I couldn't, I kind of understand. But with that particular award, it it means a lot to me because when you're a community ambassador, in my eyes, it's how well you care for the community. Meaning, are you there? Do people see you? What do you do for the community? Are you involved heavily on field as well as off field? Um, when I do my wellness checks on everybody, it's not something that I'm doing just to to get kudos from everybody, but I genuinely care about people. And that's the reason that I do that. No, I, um, I get that. There, here's the issue, mm-hmm. Ashley. Community ambassador is not defined, right? So what does that yeah. mean? What does that it means something to you? It could mean something completely different to me. It could mean something different to every voter that votes on it. Right. It could be something different to Cam who made up the award. And that's the issue is we don't know, right? <clears throat> Some people may think, oh, it's my favorite show or mm-hmm. it's the person who checks up on me the most or it could be who has the best off-field present. I mean, presence, right? Mm-hmm. There's just so many definitions that I think in, unless you actually define the award, it's so wide open that, I mean, unless you can get into every voter's head, you won't have a clue. I think, and Johnny actually brought this up on one of our shows that we should probably separate content creator of the, of the season mm-hmm. award and mm. then do a community ambassador so that people can kind of know the difference that wouldn't be bad i also like somebody put in i want to say it was the content team i don't remember exactly uh that we should separate written content from show content too because let's be honest the show content gets more hype than the written content even though the written content in this league is outstanding Right. right. I mean, everything from Jacob Clear's articles to Slynn Shady, um, Axel Raven helping out with that stuff. I mean, there's so yes. many people <clears throat> that do the written content. Um, the written content is phenomenal. So I agree. I think next season, maybe and Cam, if you're listening, if you're watching, you better be watching Ashley's show. Um, <laughs> is that we should have maybe instead of calling a community ambassador, maybe we have, you know, video content and written content of the year or something like that. So. I agree with Johnny's assessment overall. I think we should narrow it down even more, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Or define it, like just or define make it, it. Define it, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that because I think community ambassador as a whole is just too wide open. I agree. So another thing before we get to your big news. Um, wait, wait, I have big news. Yeah, well, guess what you told me. Unless you've been drinking too much and you forgot. Uh, well, that's always a possibility with me. But go ahead. But, um, dang it, man, you made me forget what I was going to ask. Well, you know what? Listen, you know, a good interviewer doesn't forget what she was going to ask. And look, I haven't even been drinking. I, but that's even worse. You're not helping your cause, Ashley. Stop it. Sorry, I was, sorry, I was DMing Charles real quick. Sorry, go ahead. No worries. So, what do you think that the league could improve upon? Um, just overall, because we're growing. (laughs) As you know, as 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 a league, things like that. But do you see anything that the league could probably do a little bit better? Um, I think we need more wine. Okay, that's, that's definitely. I would put that number one on the list for sure. Okay. And yeah, you just, just finished that. I, one, I, I just emptied that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that I think the league could be doing better? Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. I've had lots of talks with Cam. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Listen, I'm. it's no secret that I've been pretty hard on the league. I've been pretty hard on certain people in the league. I've been pretty hard on Cam from time to time. You know, uh, obviously, you know, we had the whole Shan thing and DeMond and all that stuff, which it is what it is at this point. But 
Um, so I've been pretty hard on some people in this league. Um, and I think it a lot of it just stems from the fact that I know this league can be, this league is great, but I think it can be even greater. And when I see people not making it as great as I think I can, I get a little frustrated, right? And that's not a shot at Cam. It's a, it's a, it's just an observation league-wide, right? To everybody. It, it could go to owners, could go to jams, could go to content creators, whatever. Um, I like what they did last season when they um, added couple teams and made it 24 teams i like that they went to divisions i think divisions is amazing i would actually like to see us play each team twice and then play the rest of the games outside and just rotate it through other divisions season to season um i like the um was it two was it three seasons ago now or two seasons ago when they came up with the new um payment method uh, payment style right um but i gotta tell you it seems like every season or every off season, <clears throat> the league steps their game up in some area, right? In some arena. And the season they did it in progression. So I think the fact that even if we're taking baby steps, although I think progression is a huge, it's like man on the moon, right? You know, you know, uh, small step for man, giant step for mankind, Big whatever. Guy. Right. Exactly. It, I think that was humongous. That may be the best thing this league's done in probably three or four seasons. Um, but as long as we're moving forward, even if it's baby steps, as long as we're progressing, then I give kudos to the league. I give kudos to Cam. Oh, shit. Did my camera move? Hold on. No, you're fine. Sure. I got to get my Lone Star in there, baby. Come on. Um, so I give a lot of kudos. I think the number one thing we need to do, and I'll tell you why this happened, or why, why I believe this and what happened to make me believe this. Um... Johnny, God, why the fuck do we keep coming back to Johnny? I mean, dude, we should just have Johnny on this fucking show. We should have um, just. I know, right? Just interview uh, Dave Axis slash Johnny Pickler. Um, Johnny has been, you know, barking up a storm for seasons about having an ID process. Now, I've talked to Cam about this. Cam has talked, done community chats on this. When he feels like there's an acceptable um, system for that, then he will institute that. But I think that's the next big step in this game. Obviously, the next big step or eventual big step is a new platform, but that's down the road still. But in the short term, ID, I think, is I think it's vital, Ashley. I think and, and listen, no, I, I don't want to rip on Justice Blackwell. Okay, Justice Blackwell and I got into it about some SFLM stuff. And listen, Justice, I got nothing against you, bro. It's all good. It's water in the bridge. You want to come on the show, whatever. We're cool. I don't care. Um, but here's the issue, Ashley. I didn't know until he came on, I think it was Nelson's show. He's actually an adult. He's a man, right? At the time, I didn't know if he was a kid. I didn't know, am, am I am I debating uh, an 11-year-old kid whose parents are going to come out and try to sue the league because Dave Axis called his 11-year-old kid a certain name or something like that? Um, you know, and God forbid we get a, a, a younger female in here. And who's having a conversation with an, an older male. And I don't want to get too crazy and detailed in here, but those are all possibilities and they've happened in other leagues. They've happened in other channels. It's been on Twitch before. There's always been these issues. So, so far the league, I think the league has been lucky, but I would say if I, if Cam was here right now, I would say, honestly, the next big thing that we need to do is we got to figure it out an ID process. I think it's vital uh, for the sustainability of the league. 
I agree. <clears throat> because in a, you don't know exactly, unless you're watching one of our shows and actually see the person and things like that. Mm-hmm. You don't really know who you're talking to. Right. Justice, Justice Blackwell said something on um, Nelson's show, I think about his age or somewhere he w- where he was an adult or something that made me realize, oh, my God, this is a man in his like 30s or something like that. Right. Yeah. But at the time I was arguing with him in Gen Chat, I had no clue. I didn't even know who he was. So and I think that that I think it puts handcuffs on people. But more importantly, I think it gives the league liability that they don't want. And listen, this isn't a rip on Cam again. I think Cam will is doing everything season by season as much as he can do. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me what I think the next thing is, now that we've already got the payment system down, now that we've got progression down and all that, I think the next big thing is is some kind of ID system. Yeah. And I've heard talks about that, and I, I agree with that too. And I will say this progression, this this new progression thing that we're doing right now. Wait, hold on a second. Wonders. Yeah. Oh my god, do I have a pimple? Oh hold my on. God. I have a blemish. Oh my gosh. Hold on. All right, we got hey, cut, cut, <laughs> cut. Shit. I think I have Freaking a blemish. Divas, man. Fuck. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. All right, and action. <laughs> I can't which. I can't with you sometimes. Okay. <laughs> this is why you only have me on every month. Goodness, <laughs> man. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with the um with the baby steps meeting, especially since we are growing progressively um every single season. Um having that progression, the automation definitely worked. Oh, it was huge. That was a game changer. It was a that game really was. It made our job so much so Well much think easier. think the best one of the best things it did. It freed up Marcus Dunhill to come back and be actually be able to be a player because he couldn't be a player while he was helping out the league with progression. Exactly. Amazing. It's it was an amazing move by the league. Exactly. And I, you know, I kind of felt that Marcus was going to come back at some point because I, I, I know he had the itch, and it's it's something that you can go and do other things, but something about the SFL always draws you back, whether it's the community, mm-hmm. whether it's missing seeing your player out there doing his thing his or her thing on the field it's always something it's it's even more than that right it's it's any great athlete right michael jordan has to come back joe montana has to come back nobody retires almost no great player except maybe like a barry sanders of course but retires and doesn't itch and ache to come back to the game and i think that's where you you know marcus dunhill MVP championship season you retire on top you let that settle in for a couple seasons then when you come back you don't have those same expectations anymore because everybody's always oh, been away from the game for a couple of seasons. Give him some time to reacclimate. If he only takes one season off and comes back, they're like, why isn't he winning MVP and winning a championship? So I think Marcus played this perfectly. Whether he thought about this or not, I think it works out perfectly for him. It works out perfectly for his legacy. And the mere fact that we now have this great progression system uh, frees him up to be able to come and hang out with us and play with us again. Gotcha. And now I, I love you, him. And, and go Atlanta, baby. You know Atlanta. I got ATL love. You know that. That's I was just getting ready to say. So since you were on at, at ATL at one point, uh-huh. um, that's where you started your career off. What is the yep. difference? I know you long star for life, baby. I'm oh, I'm LSG. Dude, <laughs> I'm hey, I'm uh, LFG. You know what LFG when they put that in the chat? Let's yeah. fucking go. <laughs> LFG for LSG, baby. That's what I am for life. All the time. If I if I'm not in this league, I'm probably not at LSG. So unless somebody makes me 
Unless somebody you know, tested it right here. Wait, oh, you, dude, I'll fuck that. I'll fucking tattoo that shit right here on my forehead. <laughs> Except not well in the virtual world, <laughs> not in the real world. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that stupid. Anyway, <laughs> um, what's your question about Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> What were the similarities and the differences between each locker room and each coaching staff? Well, there's a lot, right? So let's let's take Atlanta. Seasoned owner, seasoned GM, seasoned quarterback, seasoned players, all that shit. Lone Star, it's like fucking Yahtzee. We're just rolling out the fucking dice and seeing what the fuck comes up at you know when we first get started because we're a brand new team, right? Yeah. We don't know. We're just trying to figure shit out at first. The great thing is we brought in enough great people at the very beginning that we were able to, I, we exceeded our first season expectations, right? We were actually ahead of the curve of where we want to be to win the season 19 championship. Um, oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry. Um, the, we, we thought, right? So we thought our first season, we might fight for a champion uh, a playoff spot and we'll fall a little short. Then season two, we'll get a playoff. Then season three will be, you know, elite eight. And then the final four. So we're already at least one to one and a half seasons ahead of schedule right now. Mm. Now, a lot of that has to do with the people that we've brought in, not just at the beginning, but who we've brought in the last two seasons. The biggest difference between Atlanta and Lone Star is the seasoned veterans from players all the way up to ownership versus brand new ownership and brand new players at Lone Star trying to figure shit out. The greatest thing about that is we figured shit out. And I think we've been, I mean, our first two seasons, right? We made playoffs first season, lost first round. We made the elite eight um, last season. We expect to be in the final four this season. Um, season 18, we want to be in the championship game and we want to win a championship by season 19. That's the goal. It's been the goal since day one. We don't fuck around, baby. I'm just telling you. Okay, I like it. Because it's good to have goals and aspirations. Yes, you know? it is. It's even better to uh, make them happen, baby. Make them yes, happen. absolutely. Wait, so just I'm just saying for the record, we're two for two. What do you mean? Our, and our goals each season. We've exceeded our expectations and our goals, both our first season and our second season. So if we continue that, we might win the championship of season 18 instead of season 19. I'm just saying. Whoa, 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 Boom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Screenshot it, video clip it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> As you know it, you know somebody's oh, gonna do dude, it. Dude, I don't, you know, dude, I do everything unedited, unscripted. I don't care. It's, it is what it is. Gotcha. That's okay. Andy Hamilton will probably be all over my shit here in a few minutes about it anyway. So it's okay. I'm sure he will. He will be. That's okay. That's all right. It's all right. So now, the moment that everybody has been waiting for. Woo. What is this big news that you got me about the bed for? Well, uh-oh. Well, Wait, you're not geez. leaving. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. What's up? You're not leaving. Leaving what? You're not leaving the SFL or anything. Dave, don't play with me. <laughs> 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 um, okay, here's the deal. Rule number one on this announcement is you got to let me know a few minutes before you post this in discord okay or on youtube or whatever because i'm going to tell you right now but i'm we're not going to post it in discord or whatever until right before you put your show up gotcha because we want because we want it to be breaking news okay um 
as you know, I stepped down as GM. And as you know, we only have one owner at, at Lone Star. Mm -hmm. So we felt the need that with two GMs and, you know, director of communications and a head coach and offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and scout, we needed, we needed one more slot in there, kind of as a buffer, if you will, to kind of oversee all of this. So to someone that needs to stop, not do as much heavy lifting anymore, but to kind of oversee the entire operation. So um, effective, is today the seventh? Yes. <clears throat> my phone. Effective today. I am the new president of the Lone Star Glory. All right, Mr. President. I am the president of all things glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations, honey. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Charles and I talked a lot about how we should go about doing it. And, and uh, um, I'll actually even read you here. I pulled I pulled it up just for just for your interview, Ashley. I did this just for you. I feel so special. Um, <laughs> I, I won't read you the whole announcement. Basically, it, it says that in addition to overseeing the recruiting and retention of high caliber SFL players, Dave Axis will lead Lone Star's social media strategy and play a key role in team business deployment or development, sorry, branding and marketing. So our goal at Lone Star, we've got some big things coming. Um, some of it's going to happen in the next few weeks before season 17 starts. Some of it will happen during season 17. And then uh, one more big portion will happen between season 17 and season 18 so we've got long we've got short-term goals we have mid-range goals and we have long-term goals and we plan on executing every single one all right listen to i listen i think there could not be a, a better person a better face of lone star than you because you're out there i swear you're out there more than anybody um <laughs> I've been trying to scale back, sweetie. I don't know what to tell you. It just happened. I mean, I mean, you it got two shows happen. a week. How you going to scale back? I'm only doing one show a week right now. I didn't well, do a show last night. That's true. That's true. That's right. But that's only for right now. Well, that's okay. I got to do two shows a week anyway just to catch up with you. <laughs> well, <I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> this is show 169, brother. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do seven shows a week for the next six months just so I can pass you. <laughs> 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 and then I take a little vacation and just stop doing it so you can catch up. Gotcha. Right, let's do that. Let's do that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> why don't you just be on my show every week and don't do your show anymore until I get to 169 and we'll call it even. Are you asking me to be your co-host of Access Live, sir? Ashley, are you there? You're breaking up. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, divas oh don't do co-hosts. What would be you know the name that. of that show if you, you decided uh, to do it together? Davish? I don't know. Um Dave Ash. <laughs> I don't Dave Ash. I don't know. Um Dave Dave Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> SFL Nights with the party people. David um, <laughs> Okay. Well. Uh, uh Axis Axis recorded. I don't know. I <laughs> Speaking of recorded. Yes. So why did you decide to make your show live, which I think was one of the okay. biggest things that the league has seen since you've done it? Because when I was doing it, first I was doing just audio only. And then um, Kramer Jackman did his show 
recorded. And then mm-hmm. Cam was like, well, hey, maybe you should step your game up and kind of do that too. Right. And so what made you want to go live? The fact that nobody else was doing it is, mm-hmm. is a big factor, right? And, and I mean, if you don't know me by now, I like to do everything kind of big and bold. And my goal is to be the best at everything I do, no matter what it is. It could be the littlest thing or the biggest thing. And that's just kind of the way that I'm built. And it's it's not a rip on other people who are doing the same thing. It's just who I am, right? <clears throat> so that's part of it is I just wanted to be the best. Number two, I wanted to bring something to the league that wasn't being brought yet to the league. Mm-hmm. Number three, and this is probably the most important thing, Ashley. And I actually think I said this on your show last time, eight months ago. So a lot of people who weren't here eight months ago probably haven't listened to it or heard it. Um, unless they went way back in your YouTube archives. Okay. Right. Um, is I'm too fucking lazy. I don't want to do all that fucking editing and recording shit. I'm like, let's fucking go live. Let's fucking just whip it out. And whatever happens, if if Chad drinks a whole bottle of of uh, of whiskey or Eagle says inappropriate things or Greg Soto talks in a female Asian voice. It is what it is. Oh my god! Or 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 Bob or uh, what's his name Bubba or if Bubba Dacious oh, comes on, Bubba, right? Or or Jason Miller comes on and 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 changes his voice three times during the interview. I mean, it is what it is, and that's what I wanted. I just wanted to be live. I wanted to be unscripted because here's the thing, and here's and, and people will tell you. Um, I don't tell anybody on our on the sh- that's going to be on the show what we're doing, other than you know, you know, you've got these teams to preview and blah blah blah. I don't give anybody details. When that's we true. go live, we fucking wing it. That's it. And I mean, I have structure for myself, obviously, because I need to, you know, I've got timing and whatever. Okay. We just wing it, and guess what? And whatever happens, happens. And you know what? I think that's what makes the show the best thing, is that it's completely unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, people in the party, dude, the party people of my show are fucking amazing. They make the show. They talk so much shit in the chat about me or about anybody or a team or somebody. And I mean, God forbid a panelist make one mistake on my, on my show and give her like a wrong information. And they're like, mother fuck. (laughs) It's just, it's, but it's great. Right. It's, that's what I love about it. The party people are by far, uh, the favorite part of my show. If I ever lost the party people, I just wouldn't do the show anymore because it doesn't make any sense to do it. Um, I love them. I love the feedback they give. Um, I love the interaction. I love the back and forth. I love the teasing, the, the razzing, all of it. I love it all. And when you put all of that together, you have this one live unpredictable show that show to show you have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, that's really good. But Notice that when you first started your show, you uh-huh. had a team that was working with you, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the team left. So, well, when you say define team, what are you who, what are you talking about when you say my team? So, left? when you're, I think Eagle Mandavi and oh, Eagle's still here. Okay. Oh, Eagle's still. So, let me tell you, no, no. So, listen, when the Shan thing went down, mm-hmm. everybody took a position, right? Yeah, and it wasn't just two positions; it was mul- multiple positions because some people said. Hey, if Shan comes back, I'm out. Right. If Shan uh, gets his team back, I'm I'm out. If Shan gets anything but a lifetime ban, I'm out. If you know, there's like there's like seven different things that people said that they would or wouldn't do based on the decisions that were made by Cam in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Winkler, um, he drew a line in the sand, and and that's fine. I respect that, right? I respect everybody's opinion on this. Mm-hmm. You 
you like Shan. Shan was your friend. You did a show after my show. You can, I'm not sure necessarily you defended him necessarily, but you gave him other options to talk about some things. And that's fine. If you want, you, that's fine too. I don't have a problem with that. I think the more points of view you get, the better on something like that anyway. Yeah. But Winkler drew a line in the sand. He said, listen, if he comes back, if Shan comes back and he gets a leadership position in the league on a team or whatever, then I can't help the team in any fashion at all for at least the rest of the season, maybe longer, depending on how I feel. I knew that already before he bounced, right? And I respect his decision, just like I respect everybody's decision on either side of the fence on this situation. Um, so when he left, yeah, <clears throat> it was tough for me. But here's the great thing too, right? You know, through, through tough decisions or through tough times, through turmoil, uh, you have growth, yeah. right? So in hindsight, if Winkler had never left, I may not have learned how to produce a show. Yeah. Guess what? Now I can produce a show. I learned things about OBS that I never knew because I was relying on Winkler to do them. Okay. So uh, the mere fact that he left, although at the time was a little devastating, I won't lie. I was like, holy fucking shit. What am I going to do? How am I going to have a show? Because to be honest with you, Ashley, I do better if I'm not producing the show because I could pay more attention to more things rather than switching graphics and music and all that stuff. Okay. But in the, at the end of the day, <clears throat> a couple of great things happened, right? Number one, um, Winkler got to stick to his morals, his scruples. Mm -hmm. And number two, I got to learn some more things about producing my show and about OBS. So at the end of the day, it's all good. And listen, Winkler and Eagle and I, we talk all the time still. Eagle's still around, by the way. Eagle still runs my uh, server. He takes care of all the guests. He makes sure we don't have any crazy people in the chat. He's still, Eagle's still around. Uh, yeah. But, you know, hey, Winkler... He drew a line, and I respect it. So, um, no big deal. Understood. And yeah, everybody has a right to feel the way they want to feel and react to things the way they, you know, choose to react and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, with the editing, because I know you said you don't like to do nothing. Uh, I want more work. Are you kidding me? Come on. So, is there a real difference between using OBS software and going live and editing? All the reason I'm asking mm. is because I was testing out OBS myself. Mm -hmm. And when I'm editing, it looks very similar to when I'm making my edits, except you're just doing it live as opposed to waiting till everything is already done. Well, so and you're then, doing OBS, but you're doing the record function, not the live function. Is that what you're saying? Well, I did try the live function. <clears throat> Right. And where you can actually add your well, transitions that, if, and things well, like that. Well, but that would, if you did the live function, that would broadcast you live on Twitch. Right. That's what okay. I did. Okay. That's what okay. I did. And so just trying to play with it, adding like little graphics here and trying right. to customize it to come out and time it. Right. It just reminded me of doing editing in a sense, except everything is already done. It's versus the, doing it live. Well, I don't know what your editing software looks like, so I'm not sure I can answer that question completely. But with the recording function of OBS, yes, you can edit. Mm -hmm. Um but for me, you know, so I don't know, I, I don't know if you, uh, I don't have my OBS up right now and I can't remember, but you have, um, you have whatever the category to the left is, search for the nest, I can't remember. And then you have scenes. Yes. And basically, right. So you add the scenes from the right, you add to each thing on the left. So you can go through different things. So like I have my main show stuff, but then I have my hundredth show stuff and they're all separate. So I don't have to combine them on OBS, right? They're all separate things, which is great, which is easier. But at the same time, 
in the middle of my show, like I did on the 102nd show with Gunny, I switched over to some of my 100th show graphics real quick because it, it had to do with Gunny being on his 100th show, which was the 102nd show. And so I was able to switch back and forth also real quick. So that's what I love about OBS, the flexibility of OBS and the amount of data you can put in there. I mean, it's it just goes forever. So I, I love OBS. Um, if I ever stop doing Access Live and do something else, I will stick with OBS the whole way. Noted, noted. So I'll make it a personal point to try to get very familiar with it. Of course, I will come and ask you for help and things like that since you're more acclimated with it than I And am. if anything I can't answer, I'll just ask Winkler. So we'll be There good. you go. <laughs> because Winkler said he wouldn't help me on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Well, Dave, this has been a very, very good conversation. I really... I'm really glad that you and I talked. It has been a while. And it I know we had, you know, kind of had our little tip a little bit. Um, it's, okay. it's okay, baby. It's it, it, yeah. it was what it was. No big deal. Yeah. So. Listen, hey, some things, you know, when you've got multiple people in a communication platform and not all, uh, it's not all being, you know, said the same to everybody, shit happens. It's no big deal. Absolutely. You're good. You're good. Good. Well, I'm glad to have you as my friend. I'm glad to have you as my um my co co community ambassador of the season. Season, exactly. Mr. and Mrs. Ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is this has been fun, and I thank you for coming on and sharing. You know what some people don't get a chance to see, but others mm-hmm. that are kind of around you get a chance to see. And when you're on your show, you know, you're doing that, you know, you just yeah. focus on other people, but right. it's nice to get get a chance to see a different side of Dave or anybody that comes on. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you asking me on it. I agree with you. Not everybody gets to see, you know, some people have this perspective of David Axis that he's just some asshole who hates the minor league and, hated Shan and all this other shit. And I don't hate anybody. I don't hate any of it. I don't hate anybody. I had certain points of view on those things and I shared them. Well, you and, damn sure did. Oh, I mean, fuck. I was hey, like, bro. Baby, baby, listen, I told them I will ask the hard questions. <laughs> I warned them. That's all I'm saying. I warned them. And listen, and Damon and I have talked a lot since then and we're totally cool. Everything's good. That's good. good. And As a matter of fact, let me tell you this too, real quick. Yeah. Even though I still completely don't like or disagree with what Shan did, mm-hmm. um, I reached out to him when I had my award show to him and Damon because they won show of the year from my show, right? Mm-hmm. And Damon answered and he came on. And I just had a conversation with Shan the other day. He never saw my DM or he said he would have come on. So, you know, time heals things. We can all talk later. Um, I can't wait to get to the convention and talk to some of these people face to face. Um, I've got some things up my sleeve for um, for the convention and my show. And I know that you're going to be doing a show there. And I think here and here's the thing. I think the convention and I, I want to end on this. I, I kind of had this in the back of my head. Kind of the last thing I wanted to say. Okay. I think the convention this season is going to be a healer. I think it's going to heal a lot of bad blood between people and which takes me back to the beginning of the show when we talked about Johnny and his persona versus the real person. I think when people meet uh, Demond or Dave Axis or anybody else, and if they've had, or, or uh, Justice Blackwell, for God's sake, 
and we've had negative dealings with them in gen chat or a Twitch chat or a show chat or whatever, I think when you get face to face to with a person, you're going to see the person and not the persona and not the player. I think a lot of things or a lot of divides and arguments and disagreements, I think will be healed um, at this convention. That's part of why I'm looking so forward to it. I agree. I definitely agree. And you're right. When I went to the, when I attended the convention in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, when you're around people and they get to see you for who you are, then you kind of understand why they may react to certain things. Perhaps they mm-hmm. had something going on in their life that you had no you, Right. And that's the other thing. You don't know what's going on in people's personal lives. Ashley. Yeah, I agree with you, Ashley. Go ahead. And, and once you get a chance to see them, experience that person and actually be around them, that could definitely give you another outlook on them because mm-hmm. you hear little things or you may see a screenshot or two from something that's going on. And, oh, my God, I can't believe he or she said that or did that. Or, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you actually get a chance to know that person and probably understand why. And things, things get happen. so misconstrued. And let me tell yeah. you, I, as much as I, I disagree with getting rid of gen chat too and the front office chat i think there were certain as 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 much negativity as as they both had i think there was enough constructive things in those chats Mm -hmm. that they should have stayed and you know i mean without dialogue you can't have progress right so and and that's what i'm looking forward to the convention i think we're gonna have a lot of dialogue a lot of people are gonna meet each other a lot of people are gonna be like holy shit dave axis isn't the prick that i thought he was or whatever right uh yes i am by the way but um <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i i that i that's that's the that's where the disconnect lies with uh with esports virtual sports whatever you want to call it is that you know what you can be whoever you want to be online but it's not necessarily the real you. Good point. I was so going to ask go. you to, that's, that's a great way to end it, honey. Great way to end it. <laughs> you know, I was going to give you the last word. That, that's pretty much, I think that's the fucking last word, baby. That's, that's all I'm it. Saying. All right, Dave, listen, come back whenever you want to. It was always a pleasure. You know, maybe we can do some crossover episodes at some point. I think we should. I think we probably should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But Sounds like a plan. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the convention, by the way. I'm looking forward to seeing you, too. It's going to be a great. Time. We're gonna yeah. have a par- it's going to be a party, baby. It will be. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not drinking too much because I know how y'all <laughs> Okay. First of all, okay. Um, on the flip side of that, I will be drinking an enormous amount of alcohol. Um, and I will be bringing an enormous amount of alcohol. And that's just a little teaser for something I'm bringing for everybody at the convention. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? Uh-oh, look at you. Yeah. You know what, what you can what? do for me, though? You can give, give me some of them sleeves autographed, though. Actually, you know what? I'm trying to work a deal with Sector 6 right now that I can rush order some sleeves. I think I'm going to autograph those and give them away at the convention. That would be I cool. give one to one to one person and one to another person, or they can auction them off or whatever. Because, I mean, sleeves is kind of my thing. Yeah. Just saying. No, I'm keeping them. I'm just <laughs> if you give me one, I'm keeping. It. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just. I might be a couple. We'll see what happens. If I can get them, <laughs> Sector Six is kind of lagging right now, responding to me. So we'll see. All right. Well, thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you at the convention too. We're having a good time with each other and everything. And um, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you very soon. We will. In less than a month. Absolutely. It's coming. Up, it's coming up fast too. Less than a month. <laughs> I know. It was like. 
shit, should I go to the gym? Right. Or should Missed I drink? It. Wait, or should I drink more? I'm going to go with go to the gym more. and drink more. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what you see is what you get, honey. That's what I'm saying. At this point, look, I'm 52 years old. I'm going to file that under. I don't give a fuck. So anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, honey. There you go. I'll see you soon. Leslie. All right, sweetie. I'll talk to you later. Special shout out goes out to Polly Truth for putting together my new opening theme song. I hope y'all enjoy it. And Polly, thanks again.